0: What's up, gentlemen? This is Rising Phoenix Podcast, a podcast about how to rise up after your divorce. I'm your host, Michael Rhodes. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to the show. This is episode 30, which is part one of the Chris Long story. This is a story that I've been looking to get out there for some time. It is a direct inspiration to me, and more than likely a direct reason that we are all here. Chris's story and his mentorship and love are one of the reasons I'm here today. There is no question in my mind. I don't know where I would be without Chris, honestly. And as you'll hear in this story, it's uh, interesting how we became friends and how I knew that he was going to be a resource for me. It's it's pretty crazy. As you guys know, I, I struggle with faith, but man, uh, when these types of things happen, it's really hard to ignore because... If he wouldn't have had the conversation he had with me the first night we ever met, I wouldn't have known that he was a resource, so it's, uh, I don't know, it it makes you think for sure. So I I hope that uh, you enjoy this, I hope you get something out of it. It it will more than likely be a four-part series, although I'm not sure, we've recorded the first two parts, and we're barely into his story, as you'll hear, so... This was the first and so far only in studio guest, which was pretty awesome. Uh, we spent a Sunday morning just hanging out and talking, and um, I re- I really enjoyed it. And I e- even I learned some things that I, I knew the story, but um, I guess not all of it. So uh, I'm 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 very appreciative to Chris for taking the time to to sit down with me. Here we go, episode thirty. Joining me today in studio. Mr. Christopher Long, Chris, uh, let's just just jump right into it. Why don't you kick it off?
1: All right, so a lot of you guys know me. Um, those that are on the Facebook group been exposed to uh, my brand of how I how I do this kind of thing, but a lot of, a lot of you guys, uh, and I've alluded to my story, so to speak, um, what has occurred for me and what brought me where I am. But uh, Mike finally got me in the studio for a, uh, it, a couple of months. Yeah. We'll talk this out. Um, the idea is, and I hope you guys understand this completely. The only reason I'm doing something like this and the only reason I ever did anything like this is because I know how bad it is. And I really, really want to help uh, not, a lot of times I'm silent on things because uh, I don't want to hinder anything. Uh, I want to be as encouraging as I possibly can. So we'll uh, we'll we'll go from there. So I have a question. Start it out. All right, shoot, Mike. Uh, your impressions slash opinions about me when you first met me, and maybe you can give a short little story of our friendship yeah
0: so it's uh it's interesting uh how it all kind of weaves so way back in i think 2002 three i think um I, I was in a band um and we were looking for a singer and so, I'm not a singer, by the way, guys. No, he's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I put an ad. I think it was me who put an ad in the uh, PA Musician. And a mutual friend of ours, Mr. Mike Brewer, uh, responded. And, yes. And he actually uh, he, he auditioned, and it went well. And, and so we, we had a band. And then Mike and I got pretty close um, and still are. Uh, Mike's, Mike's a good friend. And um, at some point, I don't remember why. Uh, we went over to your brother's house. And this was before, actually before his house, this is when he was living in an apartment. Uh, ah, yes. I think we are picking up a, a PA or dropping one
1: off, or I don't remember. I don't remember why. Either. He has had and has still lots of equipment, so that's a very likely story.
0: Yeah, I think that's why. Um, but I, I met him and, and hit it off with him. He had his little drum set set up in his apartment. Yep. And I jammed on that. That was a lot of fun um and so you know over over the years him and i got very close and then at some point we went to your place i think this is when i first met you we we were we had a little jam session yeah in in my barn yeah in your barn and my 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 my, of course you know i i i uh i have a a deep love and respect for your brother he's Uh, cool man yeah broke the mold yes for sure (laughs) he is a unique individual um, and so I, I assumed I would like you as well, but we, I don't know how we, we got on the subject of your divorce. That somehow. very first night. Yeah. We were You're standing, up, I remember standing outside and talking to you for a while. Yeah. And I really remember that conversation. I was struck by your, um, openness and your, um, embracing of certain things that I embrace like therapy and, mm-hmm. you know, so that my initial impression was like, wow, uh, honestly, I did not expect that. Not, not I didn't expect anything, I don't think, other than, oh, he's he's going to be a good guy. Jay's a good guy. Um, but most men, I think, are very, you know, therapies for
1: pussies type yeah. thing. And so I was definitely surprised by your take. I remember that conversation. I remember I – I do remember the look on your face. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you like, this is a <laughs> lot of information. Not an information, but, you know, here's somebody – Yeah. Willingly open, you just weren't used to that kind of thing. To no, talk, to definitely not. talk about not. that uh, yeah, type yeah. of stuff. Yeah,
0: especially, I mean, about that particular subject of, of, of mental health. Yeah. Like, it's just not a conversation I think I've had with many people. So, um, that was my first impression. Like, wow, what an uh, intelligent, open individual. Like, that was yeah. my,
1: you know, initial thoughts. So, you, that, okay, cool. That helps. I was thinking about this, too, earlier. Uh, you never really knew my ex-wife.
0: No, I've never even seen her. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen her. I've, I've met um, your oldest, but I've never met... My oldest your, daughter. Yeah, I've met her at Jay's. Um, it was actually just a couple of years ago. Yeah. So I've never met uh, your youngest. Uh, but no, I've never even seen your ex. I, don't, I have oh, no idea what she's... I was talking.
1: curious about that because I, I, I was trying to put all timelines together, you know, years blend. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. So um, my story is uh very very long there's lots and lots and lots of parts of it as a matter of fact as mike and i talked about this over the last couple of months you quickly came to an understanding that this is going to take more than one episode oh, guys sure. so yeah. um we'll sort of talk some things through I'm i'm going to give you uh just straight from the heart kind of viewpoints here so i um so, sort of the beginning of my journey, as I look back over i got I had a lot of time to think about this here too, so as I look back over it, I have to tell you that I want to say there were warning signs uh for my divorce, however, you don't recognize them no. as warning signs no, then you don't know because if they're not going to share their heart and their mind with you, you're guessing yeah. you're guessing all the time yeah. um but obviously i wasn't able to recognize warning signs um felt like things were really really good i mean i literally uh i joke around all the time and say with my first wife i'm i married the preacher's daughter he wasn't exactly a uh, preacher with a church but he uh he's definitely a street evangelist and uh huh. had some seriously strong faith um good guy I still love him now uh but yeah, she was a preacher's daughter, and and the other half of that joke is my second wife was my bartender, so <laughs> we'll leave that there. Well, uh,
0: well, let's back up a little bit. When, when how old were you when you you met your for your? Ex? Oh, when I when
1: I met my first wife, I was uh, seventeen years old. Oh wow. Okay, so high school. Yeah. Okay. I was. She. We didn't go to the same school. Oh, okay. Uh, but she was involved in a lot of the church activities i were involved in Oh, okay that makes sense Uh, didn't even necessarily go to the same church but you're talking outreach events and different different events for youth and things like that
0: yeah okay yeah
1: um so
0: then how long after
1: that did you actually start dating we we started dating a month or so after we met oh wow and then um dated for about a year okay and then we got married she was almost 18 years old and of course i was uh three quarters away through my young buck 18th year you know <laughs> thinking i knew what i knew and yeah, yeah yeah sure sure knew nothing so
0: so you talk about some some things that you you've seen let's focus on that some things that maybe you overlooked initially what were those kinds of things those red flags quote unquote
1: going along with everything that i had to say hmm Um, Was a big one. Never challenging Mm. my leadership, so to speak, in the household was. uh, Every now and then, I kind of raise an eyebrow. That was easy, you know. Thoughts like that. Sure. Whereas in the whole time, I felt like she wasn't uh, latching onto her own identity. She was latching onto my identity Mm. the whole time. So did you notice that more in hindsight or did you really recognize it at the time? More way more in hindsight. Yeah. Every now and then it was it, I was like, "Huh, did I let it go. I mean, heck, I was getting my way." So what sure, right. Well, I care. Um, so, but you're
0: I, I don't want to go back too far and if you don't want to to address this, but I'm just curious. It has got me thinking because that's really young to get married, obviously. Um and I believe your your parents had a similar
1: story, right? Absolutely. And so is that why you felt pretty com- Did you yeah. feel comfortable yes, getting I married? Did. Then? Yeah. Absolutely. I did. Very much so. Yeah. Uh my dad was 17 years old when I was born. Oh, wow. My mom was 18. Uh, <laughs> they're still married today. Yeah. yeah. They're still married today. 40 yeah. s- July July 13th. June 13th. They'll be it'll be 47 years wow. they're married. Which is unheard of in this day and age. For sure, yeah. So that was your template, and so felt yeah. normal and natural to you. Yeah, mm. and it still is my template. Are they a perfect couple? Absolutely not. No. Who gets married that young and uh, does it all right? Yeah, not no, even close. No, but I still use them from time to time to I, I point at them when my daughters are having sure. issues, their you know relationships, this and that, and right. Yeah, grandma and grandpa, they'll fight it. Yeah. To get it right, you know sure. what I mean. They'll yeah. fight, fight, fight to get it right, and they might be angry for days or weeks or whatever. But they yeah. still, God, I mean, yeah. God holds them together. They yeah. they're holding it together. So yeah, that well, was a bit of a template. That's a good point. Yeah. So uh, let's let's talk the progression of relationships. So how long
0: into it did you decide to have kids? Was that a pretty so? Here's one of the
1: big major front warning signs that uh, I didn't recognize as a warning sign that there was an issue with the relationship about five years into the marriage. When I got married, I had zero desire to have children. Really? Zero.
0: Huh?
1: Uh, interesting. Lots of reasons, uh, wanted one of the big major main ones was that I wanted to do what I wanted to do sure. for as long as I could do it
0: Yeah.
1: and be me live the best life, that kind of thing. You sure. know. Uh, with her by my side, and it, this was awesome. Yeah. You know, this was awesome. And um, got real, real comfortable in that. Mm-hmm. And I can remember coming home from work one day, and she was in the kitchen and she's crying. And we sat down, and I said, You got to tell me what's going on. You got to tell me what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And she said, I just think something's missing. Something's really missing with us. Mm-hmm. Hindsight, I should have said, and we need to go get some counseling Yeah. because I don't think something's missing. Um, but you do. And we need it was one of the first times she it really struck me because she actually came out and wanted to. She wasn't able to actually articulate it, but sure. she knew something was wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm like. Well, what do you think it is? Well, as as the conversation kept going, it was about having children. Uh, and I, I thought, you know, we I didn't commit to anything that night. Um, But you sleep on things like that and you think things through. And I'm like, well, she's been faithful for five years. Things have been really, really good for me. Mm. Um, This, you know, our relationship I felt like was really, really good because I wasn't paying attention to anything else. And uh, so I'm like, you know, next day I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. Okay, let's do it.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, zero regrets. Sure. Maybe – the person I chose, but totally. I didn't know that then. I didn't yeah, have, yeah. totally understand. You that. don't, you don't know, you don't no, know these things no Zero, as far as children go. Oh my God. Yeah. Blessings, blessings, sure, blessings. Sure. Um, yeah. So then, uh, at that, that almost six year mark, my oldest was born, my oldest daughter mm. and, uh, the other one followed after pretty quick. Yeah. They're a year and a half apart. Yeah. So, uh, we, uh, were living in a house, um, little, little town that we live in. And I wanted to be out of the town in development. And, uh, she actually found, uh, on a real estate listing, the property I live at now. Huh. And, uh, of course I see it and I'm like in love with it. Yeah. And because of the fact that she found it, I thought, well, she must be into it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to ask much questions and sure. And, uh, yeah, we sold out and bought it, but years later, I understood that was a, a regret of hers. She never wanted to leave there, hmm. so I'm not. I don't pretend to make any sense of that.
0: No, that's odd. So I, I want to back up to only because I, I know you well enough to know that your your faith is very important to you. Absolutely. So I want to I want to sort of pause and, and sort of rewind a little bit and talk about how that. Um, how you came to be that way sort of like did did your oh. parents like would were you in church a lot or like what at what point did you lean really heavily on faith
1: that's a ebb and flow Shoot. issue uh yes, I was exposed to christianity young and uh as you grow up you it's like, like I said, it's ebb and flow. It's, do I, do I believe this? How much do I believe this? Uh, You you dip your toes in, you check, you know, you're checking the water, you're trying to understand it. You're trying to, you know, you're a kid, you're kind of going along with it, that kind of stuff. So um, it was like a good rock solid moral basis and compass for me uh, as a young adult, just because of that.
0: So did you go? Not through? like a
1: super commitment
0: at that time, right? But did you go like every Sunday. Were you in church as, as a kid?
1: Day? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. As a young adult, no.
0: Yeah. But I think young... that's probably standard, or at least pretty yeah. pretty normal. It I wasn't think. that.
1: It wasn't that regular. I'm not saying I didn't go at all. It just wasn't that sure. regular, you know. Um. And my ex-wife uh, seemed to have a very similar commitment as I did hmm. to to all of that to her Christian faith, the whole nine yards. Yeah. So. It's, it's definitely uh was raised with the same moral compass yeah okay uh, pointing all in the same directions so so you had a a, a foundation yeah, yeah. I, i'm not saying i had like some super strong faith or something like that right. but uh, yeah that foundation was definitely there that's okay. a very good point Okay. all right well the well, whole time through this that foundation never never moved
0: so but yeah, i'm, I'm it's strengthened at some point and maybe we'll get to that later uh i just wanted to sort of kind of understand like sure, where thank you you know where yep. was it did it come from um from from a childhood f- foundation so it sounds like right. it did um okay so you're you're married you're what seven years in at that point with the with the girls both girls at th- that eight, point seven eight
1: years at that point uh married things were good both my little girls were growing up she had a, she had a really good part-time job driving a school bus okay and uh i was uh I had a really good job too. I started to do some traveling with it. Hmm. Ended up on a site in Macon, Georgia. Oh, I was offered a lot of money to travel down there. Hmm. Stayed there. Um, It was one of those. And guys that are in construction, I'm sure can. It's not just construction. It's a lot of different vocations. Can sort of understand how it's. uh, Oh yeah yeah yeah. You're you know this is a this is a three week right you know stent and, and then you're, you you come home you're done you know th- we just need you to cover and that kind of it turned into uh about 7 weeks about 7 weeks
0: okay
1: straight so almost wow. 2 months wow i could not wait to get home I bet. you know yeah. i'm on the phone with her every night talking to my little girls every night <clears throat> um i drove from Macon Georgia to home here in Pennsylvania in about 13 hours mm. overnight got there um in the morning of May 4th mm. and uh nope, I'm sorry. Got there in the morning of May 2nd. Okay. And uh joyous occasion, right? You're home. Yeah, sure. It was cool. Um at that time i you know i needed some days off to recover some time, so I, I didn't work that week and uh the she's you know, doing her normal uh, daily routine and i'm home and there was a tiff or two and then there was another tiff on the 5th of may hmm. i think it was a I'm sorry. I don't even remember what it was about. That's how ins- ins- inconsequential it really was to Shoot. me, whatever the tiff was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it yeah. must have been enough for her because she left on her afternoon bus uh, route with dinner in the oven. Hey, get that out at such and such a time and uh, it'll be, you know, it'll be ready when we get home, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. But she left on her afternoon bus route and never came back with my girls, never wow. came back, so. Yeah, uh, that was quite the shocker. Okay, well, that's. I mean, I, you know, I
0: think I think I know that, but I think you know, hearing it and you know, being face to face, it hits a little differently. Um, God, that, that opens up so many questions. So, <laughs> do you think that there was something brewing? Obviously, do, let me ask you this. Let me let me let me see if I can. It, was it the seven weeks away from home when things started to turn bad, or were there? I mean, obviously, there were probably issues, but. Um, for her you think and that's that's
1: my take on that whole issue is that there had been thoughts and feelings brewing for a long time uh, possibly a year or more um and me being gone for that amount of time was enough to prove to her in whatever way she thought that i don't really need him and uh We did just fine. We, as in her and the kids, you know? Sure. And uh, he comes back and, you know, all all it really needed was a a little tiff of an argument. And it's like, you know what? I just did seven, eight weeks without him. I'll be fine.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: So, okay. Uh,
0: But with that said, there... Okay, so she left on the 5th, and then she took the kids, Mm -hmm. and, man, there's so much to this. Okay,
1: so at what point did you hear from her? She wouldn't answer her phone, Uh, obviously. She she wouldn't answer her phone. I did end up getting a text later that night, stop calling me, my phone is going dead. She left in that much of a rush, she didn't even take a charger (laughs) or anything, clothes on her backs, kind of thing. Wow, so you don't know where she was? I had no
0: idea where she was. Oh, my goodness. No idea. And your girls were
1: two and four. Yep. Two and four.
0: Okay. So, okay. Let's move forward a little bit and talk about, um, when did you finally.
1: So we were probably, um, four days or so after that, she allowed a short phone conversation. Hmm. Of course, at the whole time I'm, uh, that's when panic and appeasement started kicking in for me big time. And I'm in bewilderment. Anything you say, honey, just come home. Yeah. Sure. Mindset. Um, a lot of why. Yeah. And I know a lot of you guys are in that same boat and will be in that same boat. I can't 17 years later. I can't tell you why and that's a big sure that's a whole separate
0: conversation (laughs) perhaps (laughs) yeah
1: because uh you know one of the questions you come to is why do i need to know why why do i need to know at this point why do i need to know why
0: i don't yeah you don't yeah how long did it take you to, to to get to that point where you you thought i don't who cares type of thing
1: four or five years yeah of course all right, so More let's five
0: years. Yeah, let's okay. So let's jump back to to that time period of when she was gone, uh, disappeared essentially. What was your mental state?
1: So that night, uh, after I got that text of put calling me, my phone is going dead kind of thing. Um, that's where my foundation began to really kick in. Mm. I mean, you're you're being reduced. At that point, sure, emotionally, mentally, all the above. Um, I, in my bewilderment, uh, turned to prayer hmm. immediately after that that text of. I mean, I, I just, just there's no words to describe the bewilderment. Yeah, um, I remember laying on the floor and uh on my back opening myself up completely as i was praying and pouring my heart out to god with uh you know show me what's what's going on here because i'm i'm so confused you yeah. know um anything i can is you know show me anything i can do or say that i've no I, I don't understand i mean i was sure. in, in complete pain and bewilderment like the, the, the such a such a shock Shock. unbelievable shock with no answers at all so yeah I just I I spent hours just pouring my heart out to God about everything in my life everything and uh, you know You've been there. I cried myself yeah. to sleep that night and uh work became extremely difficult. Um especially during that time. Sure. Any kind of focus was gone. I didn't have um I had mentors along the way sure. that uh would give me encouraging thoughts and ideas. Things like that. Uh, Only one or two of them had ever been through it. And the one mentor in particular that had been through it was at a point where his heart went out to me and he understood everything that I was going through. However, and you and I have had these conversations about guys that get. I liken it to, and like I said on the phone with you the other day, I liken it to the cancer patient who finally got over it and at, at you know at the the end of their treatment and they're cancer free and they're you know a frail fraction of what they were sure. and and all they really want to do is forget yeah um they're 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 better but they're uh, they got a long way to go but the last thing they want to do is revisit it so some of the mentorship i got were from people like that yeah. um the, because hey I can tell you from my point of view now, all these years later, I interact with some of you guys and, uh, I gotta be honest with you. It dredges stuff up, sure. stuff up that I'm healed from and I'm good, but I gotta tell you and level with you guys that I got to take a break every now and then. You've probably noticed it. Yeah. I've got a, this, this stuff's heavy and there's no need to discount it. It, this is heavy, heavy on your heart. Yeah. And, uh, even when you're healed from it, it's a continuing journey. Yeah. Continuing journey. So, I kind of got went down a rabbit hole there. Didn't I? <laughs> it happens. <laughs> it happens.
0: The power of editing is awesome, though.
1: Yeah, the power. I'm sorry about <laughs> no, that. No, 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 I, I no. Mean, that should be saved maybe for a completely different not, I Well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll
0: definitely keep it all. I mean, you know, anything unless you don't want. But So... <laughs> So, I mean, at that point, you sort of leaned, uh, would you say you rediscovered your faith? Would that be accurate?
1: Or you just tested reinforced it? it? You tested tested it. it. Oh, that's good. Tested that's my okay. faith. Uh, at that point, I'm testing it. At that point, I'm like, okay, I've been brought up this way. I've been shown these things. I've been told these things right. by testimonies of other people through the years. Uh, and now it's go time. Now it's what, how to, now it's time for the Lord to navigate me through this because there's no way I'm doing it myself.
0: So did you find yourself doing this in a very personal, um,
1: um, isolated kind of way, or did you dive into church and personal isolated? Yeah. That's, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I didn't, as a general rule. People that attend your Sunday morning church. I have to be delicate here because I don't want to. I want to I want to call the truth out, but I don't. I want to do this the wrong way. Sure. <clears throat> divorce is. a Dirty word. Mm. Uh, in the American church. Yeah. Which is crazy because the divorce rates in. Churches are just as high as the rest of the world yeah they're people too yeah the uh so there's immediately a stigma sure. i know that i've been there i've seen it and i even looked at it and thought maybe not uh used a stigma or a bias on my part but i thought man i'm glad i'm not them or or you right. know sure what they got to deal with here you know yeah, yeah, yeah. um so, yeah, I, just because of that, and because of that understanding and that background in the church, yeah, it was much more isolated. And when I'd reach out to people, it was much more personal, one-on-one kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, not because, yeah, I want to say not because of embarrassment, because I shed all shame yeah. quick there, yeah, real quick. Um, I was an extremely open book. Yeah. I was five, six years out when I met you and I was an extremely open book, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. So I, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't bother me. I don't have that. What do people think weirdness all the time? I thank God I don't have that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I yeah. certainly have it. I think, unfortunately, but so,
0: man. So, all right, let's back up to It's going to take a while, bro. Y- yeah, it is. <laughs> That's okay. I think, man, there's so much here and there's oh, so, yeah. You know, and we've had this conversation many times. That you know, one of the reasons, uh, one of the biggest reasons. Well, a is you know what you were able to do for me, Um and so I know the power of your story. Right. Um And so that's that's the biggest reason. But the the other the other reason is it is a success story. Mm-hmm. You have come out the other side. Absolutely. And a lot of guys can't even see that. Right. And I know and you for can't... me, I I've thought. You know, f you to anyone who
1: would say and, that to me, and yeah, and and guys, don't don't feel guilty for that feeling. Don't feel guilty for that feeling. Mm, it's, no,
0: it's normal, man. Absolutely. Yeah, you you're so th- in the thick of it. You're so in the beginning slash middle of that dark ass tunnel. You can't. There ain't no light. There's What's no light? future.
1: There's yeah. nothing you can no. possibly grab a hold of and say, "Okay, I can look forward to this." There's no. nothing there. No, for it sure. is there. Yeah. You're unable to see it. It's just not. Unfortunately, this is how it works. Yeah. So at what point did then did you finally get to see your daughters? About two and a half weeks or so after she left, she allowed us to meet at a park. Of course hmm. that was a big hug fest. Sure. We missed them hardcore. Oh, I uh and uh, yeah, we got to hang out some that day. She was there. Of course she didn't want to engage with me, but she was there. We got to hang out, and uh, when that was over she began to at least uh, answer her phone, mm. not all the time, but answer her phone when I'd call to ask questions or right. whatever was going on. She was working on a getting a new part-time job at that point because mm. she had quit that after that same afternoon she quit me. She quit her job. Wow! So, and where did she go? Where did she? Where was she living? Uh, some mutual friends of I had no at the time I had no idea, right? Yeah, sure. Some mutual friends of ours. Um. And, uh, they sort of took her in, yeah. um, which I'm thinking, okay, then you weren't really my friend. Yeah, really. You weren't really my friend. If you weren't calling me, at least letting me know they were safe. Yeah, for sure. For all, I, I swear to you for all, until I got that text that night, um, please stop calling me because yeah. my phone's going to die. Um, before that, I didn't, were they in the hospital? Were they sure? Are they dead? I mean, yeah. what, I mean, I had nothing, yeah. literally had nothing. So, after that two and a half week or so point where she, you know, we met at the park. After that, we talk, We would talk a little bit here and there. Yeah. A lot of it was her dictating to me. This is how it's going to go, and this is how it's going to do. And I have to come back to that idea of uh, panic and appeasement. Yeah. Which I was counseled later by a therapist. Um, bad idea. Yeah. Bad idea. Sure. If you can stay away from that panic and appeasement. You will not be riding the emotional roller coaster that you put yourself on. Yeah. So my response almost every time to it was, "Whatever you say, honey, just come home." Yeah. Whatever you say, that's fine. Okay, didn't matter if I liked it or not. Yeah. You know, right. I wanted our broken family to come back together.
0: Yeah. So how long did that last for you? That that sort of mindset
1: until until we entered into some uh, counseling. Okay. And I was schooled different and then shown yeah. that this was just not good at all. But let me just back up real yeah, quick sure, on sure. the story here. Mm-hmm. So after that meeting at the park, um, she had gotten that other part-time job. She had just gotten it. That was one of the things she told me uh, that day. And later that week, she says, okay, here, this is my work schedule. Yeah. Um, therefore, you know, it was a lot of evenings and weekends stuff there for a work schedule. She, therefore, this is when you get the kids. Here I am again. Whatever right. you say, honey, sure. just come home. Right, right. So, um I took th- this this I t- I took what she said and that's the way we ran with it as far as when the girls were home with me and when the girls were with wherever she was living. Hmm. Um which a lot of times there in the very beginning I didn't know no. where they were. So, that's another freaky freak messes your mind up bad. I'm sure, sure some of you guys have dealt with it. You don't you don't even know where your children are. So, uh, yeah, then we're about, I'm guessing, somewhere around a m- month into it. And, I, you know, I'm still panicking and appeasing and I'm begging. Mm. Begging and groveling is extremely unattractive. Yeah, yeah, very unattractive. The if you're if, if, if you think if you think about reconciliation in any way, shape, or form, begging and groveling, uh, it gives the opposite effect of what you think it's going to yeah. give you
0: yeah yeah you feel like you can convince them enough. they'll just see it your way yeah just you know just i'll do whatever yeah. just just and that's yeah it's not attractive
1: yeah not not, a- not even a little bit that's one of the things that the therapist was like stop that Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so w- when 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 you went to this therapist did you go as a couple no she would not agree good question she would not agree to go as a couple hmm. uh later bigger picture understanding um, she had a lot to hide mm. and in a situation where we were in the same room talking to the same person, it would have been extremely difficult for her to hide it
0: yeah
1: one on one without me there to call her out um, she was able to keep I don't know if she gained anything from it or not like
0: no,
1: no. um I never talked to her about it if she actually got anything from it sure. um, but what i what I do know is... In the months that we were going there separately to the same person, yeah. um, oh, I'm gathering my thoughts here. in the, In all those months, I would ask about if we could do this together several several different times, over yeah. and over. And the uh, therapist is like, "She's not ready. She doesn't. You know, she's not ready. She's not ready. but She wasn't ready because she couldn't keep her charade up.
0: Mm. It's
1: just the way it was." Yeah. So. I, um, you know, I was getting coached by her, um, and a lot of really cool, good ways, uh, to redevelop my identity and my self-worth and things mm-hmm. like that. You know, like I said, the, the, the begging and groveling, sure. uh, she, she, she nipped that in the bud, yeah. the therapist. She well, said, even
0: stopping that, right. That starts oh, to build some self-worth right, right off the bat because yeah. you're, you, you're out of this mindset that there's something wrong with you. And if you, you know, but you'll change and and you'll, you'll fix it if she just comes back. Yep. Yeah. And you
1: want, you know, no matter how bad you wanted it, wanted to do it, you had to stop yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, Even set stops in place. Like, you know, she would say, if you're feeling like you got to do it, is there, you know, set up something, somebody you can call. Sure. um, To, to talk you down, you know, with that kind of thing. And I did at first, you know, these are exercises. Sure. Yeah. You don't, you don't just do this naturally naturally you're like oh my god i can't deal <laughs> right. the therapist was awesome she's since retired and i can't find her mm. um but she was amazing as far as giving me the tools and mental exercises pointing out truths mm. through my emotions mm. and um she would pray with me every at the end of every session
0: mm.
1: about the whole thing
0: now how did you find her
1: it was a referral from a pastor I barely knew. Huh. Interesting. And um, in, in in you think about it, at that point in time, it's desperation. Sure. I'm desperate yeah, yeah, for yeah. anything that could possibly help. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, the pastor I barely knew. So looking back on that, that for sure and for certain, I am convinced is divine intervention. Yeah. I didn't go seeking something out. I didn't have criteria. Oh, I need a therapist that can do this, that, and the other thing. Right. It this was this was straight God directing my path yeah. and putting the right person in my path mm. who helped me immensely. And how long did you did you see her for? I saw her oh boy, that's a good question. So it was several Four or five-ish months. Okay. Uh, Her and I would go separately to her. Mm -hmm. Behind the scenes, when she left, she had emptied a bank accounts, And um, during that time, she dropped her car off and went and bought a year or two old Mustang sports car and uh, so she was
0: living the best life huh
1: she was uh <laughs> yeah she was setting herself up right sure and i was still earning don't get me wrong still had a job i was still earning bills were getting paid a lot of it was hard sometimes because i was even at that point footing a lot of her bills sure feeling that responsibility i mean we're husband and wife you know mm-hmm. i'm trying to We're skipping over a lot of stuff, man. Yeah, I, 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 we, we have to. You know, this I, is I, too I feel, much. Man. Yeah,
0: no. We'll, I think we'll go back. I mean, because, okay. um, I mean, so you've seen four or five months together, and then, and then, at what point did she so, stop
1: going and at, you keep at the, around the six, seven, six, five, six, seven month mark? Mm-hmm. Remember, this was a long time ago for yeah, me. Yeah, okay. Thank you for bearing with me as I'm trying to remember this yeah, stuff. No uh, at around that five, six, six, seven month mark. I got a phone call on a Sunday evening from her father. I remember I was talking about a street evangelist guy. Yeah. I really like him. Still yeah. do like him. He said, did you talk to her today? And I said, well, yeah. I said, I had a phone conversation with her about, you know, what's the week ahead, drop-offs, pickups, stuff like that. Yeah. Remember, at this point, there's no lawyers involved at all. Nothing like that at all. It was right. just me hanging on with massive hope. Yeah. He said, well, I told her that if she didn't talk to you about this, that I was going to call you and I'm going to do it. He said, I respect you too much. Wow. Okay.
0: I, I, I say wow because I know it's coming. But you know yeah. it's coming. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Go
1: ahead. So, he, yeah, he laid it on me as far as um he knew. He had actually not, not necessarily walked in on the act, but visited her her uh, apartment um early, earlier that weekend and uh there was a guy sleeping in her bed hmm. and uh I guess he had a big blowout conversation with her and stood for the same things I stood for yeah. what are you doing what what's the matter with you you know yeah. and of course it was uh, well, I'm lonely, and he's like, you have a husband at home, you don't need to be lonely yeah. you know he so Sure. I'm not saying he was in my corner. He was just in the right corner, right. you know, yeah. with everything. So, yeah, he 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 laid it all on the line there yeah. and told the truth, which for which I'm very very grateful because that sure. that uh, obviously changes a lot of things. Now everybody has different viewpoints when it comes to how they handle cheating. Sure and uh, what they're willing to deal with and what they're not willing to deal with, what they're willing to forgive, yeah. what they're not willing to forgive. I remember an analogy, my dad, cause I, of course my, my response immediately was, I can't, I can't live with that. There's, no, I just, I can't, I can't live with that. Of course it was extremely, that was a, that was a night where the revolver was on my chest. Mm. That was a very, very, very low point. Mm. Um, then I confronted her the next day at her, she had a new job, went down and uh, walked right into where she was working, said, I need to talk, we need to talk right now, and I asked direct questions, and she gave me direct answers, and that it was, was very true, I mean, my father-in-law wasn't yeah. fabricating
0: anything. So do you, do you know any of that story, like when, who this guy is, Yeah. No, when it started and nope. that kind of stuff do you suspect and maybe and obviously it doesn't matter but do you suspect that that uh person or that relationship was a catalyst i do not suspect that hmm.
1: i do not interesting uh, i don't know obviously i don't know any of that yeah. information for sure i simply don't suspect it
0: yeah
1: i think she enjoyed she always enjoyed attention from the opposite sex all all, since I've known her um I think that in her mind this is just my guesses right about how she thought and felt I think that in her own mind we were no longer Hmm. so she could do whatever she wanted to do uh, Hmm. as far as that goes relationships the whole nine yards sure obviously in my mind uh, we were very much something yeah, not, you sure. know, we help. we were still going to counseling. We, right. we were still trying, which was the carrot on the stick, yeah. you know? And of course at that point, and I think she knew it. Um, I definitely knew it. That's just not something I can yeah. deal with or live with. So at that moment is when I knew that I knew that I knew Right. it was over, yeah. over, over, over. There's no going back. The analogy I was referring to a little while ago is my, when I was talking to my dad about it, my dad was a great support through this, although he'd never been through it. There were still good things I got out of it.
0: Sure.
1: There's an old song. He said, he said you know, she left that cake out in the rain, and you'll never have that recipe again. Huh. It, it, it melts away. There's not, it doesn't, you know. Yeah. So even, and here's a tidbit also. <laughs> when I think about some of you guys on here uh, that think about reconciliation, which I'm all for, right? I'm all, I'm all for that idea. Who, nobody wants to get divorced or how do I? Don't know why. Um, one thing that I would definitely put out there for you in a thought is if there is some kind of reconciliation, it's not going to be what it was. It can't be what it was, yeah. right? Because the event that you've gone through, it, it's, it's just an impossibility. So, whatever if it ever it does occur for some of you guys um it needs to be something brand new yeah. it, you obviously the old way broke yeah, yeah. so it, it you know that that's the way the mind needs to to stay focused on this needs to be new yeah. so whew, we're we're coming out of that rabbit hole where are we
0: <laughs> where are we at well, um let's 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 take actually you know what let's take a, a small break cuz right. I need coffee. Me too. And uh <laughs> and we'll pause it and we we will return after these messages. <laughs> after these messages. <laughs> well, that's a wrap for episode 30. Um I want to thank Chris for taking the time to sit down and talk with me. Uh, as as you heard it was uh, a pretty compelling story and, and and much more to come. So, uh I don't really have much more to add. Um I think Part two will be out next week. Not sure. And uh, then I just got to get him in my studio to to record record the rest. So no pressure, Chris. Um, I I hope that you guys get the hope that you need from this story. 17 years is a long time for anything. And as you can hear, you know, after 17 years, he's doing pretty, pretty darn well for himself. And um I I don't think he'll mind me saying this, but his oldest daughter is graduating from college uh this this very weekend. Um actually I think I think today actually. Uh this is uh I'm 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 putting this out on the thirtieth of April. So I believe she graduated today. Um she's going on to her masters. His youngest is uh gonna be graduating in the next year or two. I'm not 100% sure on that but but she is. She's in college. Um she's on pa- on on track to to graduate and also going to pursue be pursuing her masters and he remarried and he, he has a son uh from from that marriage and life is good for Chris Long. So I hope that you guys get some hope from that because that's what this has been all about. Until next time. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Nick Coyle and Lifer for allowing me to use their song, Born Again, which you're hearing now and at the intro to the podcast. Thank you to Justin Delahanty and all of my brothers at the Alpha Code. Please reach out and connect with me and other like-minded men on the Facebook group page, Rising Phoenix Podcast. This group will be used to discuss released episodes, future episodes, and to discuss any and all things that come from dealing with a divorce, separation, or breakup. I look forward to connecting with you. Until next time, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. And remember to surround yourself with people who add value to your life, who challenge you to be greater than you were yesterday, who sprinkle magic into your existence just like you do to theirs. Life is not meant to be done alone. Find your tribe. Take care.